0: back to Mostly Ghostly with myself, Matthew Fisher, and the guru of it all, Ray Booten. How you doing over there, Ray Booten?
1: Not bad, how about you?
0: Doing all right, doing all right. How's the climate over there with, uh, how's the racial climate going?
1: Ah, no problem over here, everybody gets along.
0: Yeah, that's the best way to do it, you know? So uh, today we're getting get into a subject where people that don't get along. I thought it was shadow people, and uh, not in not in the not in no racial way. This is strictly spiritual beings from the nether void of um, you know trouble. They've been known to do many of things. You know, the people see them running through hallways. Sometimes people wake up to find them, you know, watching them in their sleep, and uh, they're kind of one of the most common ghosts, if you will, spiritual beings, um, you know, I believe they, when we did the eight types of ghosts, I believe they were mentioned, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. But they're very, uh, they're a very common thing. Um, they didn't really start getting talked about till not too long ago, well, I guess it's like 20 years now, but uh, we're me and Ray are old men, so we feel like, uh, you know, 20 years ago feels like yesterday. You <laughs> know what I mean? Oh yeah. Well, so uh, I'll hop right in real quick. We got a little bit of the history and folklore of uh, the shadow, shadow people. Um, not really, not too crazy, but uh, we got a, a number of religion and uh, religions, legends, and belief systems describe shadowy spiritual beings of su- supernatural entities such as shades. Of the underworld, and various shadowy creatures have long been a staple of folklore and ghost stories. Um, The the Coast to Coast AM late night radio talk show helped popularize the modern beliefs in the shadow people. Um, Are you familiar with the Coast to Coast? I listen to it quite a bit, more so back in the the, this era. But have you ever listened to Coast to Coast AM? It was like a it was run by Art Bell.
1: Uh, a little bit, not too much.
0: Yeah. Uh, first time the topic of shadow people was discussed at length on the show was April 20th, 2001, when the host, the great Art Bell, interviewed Native American elder Thunderstrikes, who was also known as Harley Swift Deer Reagan. Now, I wonder if he was related to President Reagan. Um, during the show, listeners were encouraged to submit drawings of the shadow people that they had seen, and a large number of these drawings were immediately shared publicly on the website. Uh, I remember this episode, and I remember it, the, 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 the pictures were going up as the show was on, so it was, um, Art was, you know, Art was always kind of shooken up by certain things. He's another one of those people like us that don't really dive into the Ouija board aspect of it. Well Ouija board fun fact on the Ouija board. Somebody gave me a bunch of board games the other day, Ray and guess what was in there Ouija board Ouija board so I don't know if uh I don't know if it's still a dangerous uh spiritual element to have around if I'm not using it, so I don't know if I'm gonna take it in the house or not. It's still in my car.
1: Well, one thing you can do is next time you go deep in a brick board or triangle, bring it in with you and leave it there.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I think the spirits will be at home, man. Just to get rid of it? It could be a weird thing. I have my fingerprints and my presence on it. It might follow... They might come get me or something. Uh, Use
1: water. Water. Wash it. Interesting. Just let water run over it. In many Aboriginal cultures, water is cleansing, and you remove the older spirits and the older influences on it by washing it with water.
0: Now, in a situation like that, you think that way back in the day when there was no such thing as bleach and like you know appropriate cleaning materials, they just said water because water would you know wash dry dirt and mud off of you know rocks and whatever. When in reality, like running water over something really wouldn't clean it that well. You think it's more. You think it's more of like a, the cleansing that's going on in your mind while you're doing it. That kind of releases a worry from you. Like, well, I'm I'm releasing it so. You know it
1: should be all good you're combining the spiritual um with the physical with the water yeah uh some people or some disciplines when you take a shower start telling yourself that your worries and your troubles and and any attachments are flowing off you Um, like i said in aboriginal cultures quite often what they would do is they would take objects and bring them to a running river where the running water would cleanse them and take away anything negative attached to them, which is why I said water, you don't use any soap or anything, you would just have running water, pour that water over it, and let it take whatever is attached there,
0: away. It's kind of like the holy water thing, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But a lot of it has to do with faith, you know? So you see, I mean, would you agree that if somebody did not share the faith, that maybe holy water, or, or things of that nature wouldn't really do it any good?
1: Uh, faith is the that's paramount mm-hmm. it also depends on what you consider faith to be uh, our idea of faith and uh, ancient interpretations of faith are very different
0: yeah
1: we believe that uh, faith is something that we believe or something that you have mm-hmm. in many old cultures particularly if you go back in the um, old the Jewish culture uh this it goes uh before the common era faith was interpreted as how you lived who you were so if you have that in you if you have that belief that belief in you if you know that who you are when you cleanse that object you are cleansing all releases and goes away because mm-hmm. this is who you are you are you are that uh Vehicle of the divine spirit, you are that divine cleansing, and the water is the symbolic part of that cleansing to tie to the physical
0: world. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. The uh, to go back to the show real quick because I re-listened to the show for upkeep uh, for this show, and um, the guy that uh, the uh, thunder strikes himself, who was seeing these images of these pictures, he was naming off a bunch of different things that they could be. Um, you know, he, he, I remember it was weird. He said one was like, uh, men in black, which was weird. Then it was a manator. Are you familiar with a manator?
1: Manator or Minotaur?
0: Minotaur, yeah. Myra.
1: Yeah. My bad. Yeah. The, uh, that one's the, uh, the Greek one. Part bull and, uh, part human, I believe.
0: Yeah. now one of those, like, uh, he said that in that sense it was like a negative thing from, like, a bloodline where um there is there's bad blood somewhere within the family so like it stuck around for that or something does that sound familiar at all
1: it does um i actually have some prayers to remove generational curses that i use for myself because we may not be aware but that bad karma or that curse that bad blood travels down a bloodline until someone stops it either through action or removing the curse so that uh yeah it it can be something that's that's passed on and you didn't do anything you inherited it
0: kind of like that uh story about that satan's harvest book where that kid who who got possessed by you know the evil evil demons there his father put it on him you know what i mean it was really no escape
1: well there's always escape if you're aware the, the problem is it's going to take some work And you have to be aware of what happened
0: That's true I thought right after I said that I said Ray's got me on that I know he's going to get me on it
1: Because
0: <laughs> I, I know it was what it, it, once you, When you know about it You can do something about it But um, all right, we jump back in here In, uh, in October of uh, 2001 An uh, uh, author named Heidi Hollis Was also on the show She published her first book On the topic of shadow people Uh, And became a regular on the show. Hollis describes shadow people as dark silhouettes with human shapes and profiles that flicker in and out of uh, peripheral vision, and claims that people have reported the figures attempting to jump on their chests and choke them. She believes the figures to be uh, negative, alien beings that can be repelled by various means, including invoking the name of Jesus which we've talked about, I think, in the last episode, the Aliens and Demons episode, which is up right now for anybody looking to go, listen, it's a great episode, that even an alien life would, you know, the name of Jesus would kind of scare off alien life if they were harming you or scaring you. But then, you know, we brought up the conversation of is it all the same, you know, God? Um, And I guess realistically, if they weren't there for harm, to do bad things then the name of Jesus probably wouldn't affect them. You know what I mean? Yep. Was interesting. Um, although participants in the online discussion forums devoted to paranormal and supernatural topics describe them as menacing, other believers and paranormal authors do not agree whether shadow people are either evil, helpful, or neutral. And some even speculate that shadow people may be the extra-dimensional uh, inhabitants of another universe. Some paranormal investigators and authors such as Chad Strumbaugh claim to have recorded images of shadow people on video. Um, yeah, I mean, what's your take on you think You think that they're a mutual thing? You think there's negative? or they, You think there could be positive ones?
1: I think it go, could go either way. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that is how we see them and interpret them initially. Uh, what happens after that? Whether we're wel- welcoming or not, uh, whether we actually send out that negative energy or negative response. Yeah. Um, and we also have to take into account that uh, they're always seen out of the peripheral vision, out of the side. Now, there's some people that say that, let's say, uh, you've been ghost hunting for eight hours, it's the middle of the night, or it's around 4 a.m., the sun hasn't come up yet. By then, you see something out of the corner of your your eye. Is it something there, or is it you? Mm -hmm. The idea that you're looking for something, so you see something, and in that tired state, you see what you want to see. That can also go to, um, if you're looking in a mirror, an old mirror that supposedly has ghosts, and you look at it at a certain angle, and you see a face or a shape, well, the mind will try and put a shape to things it doesn't understand. And it may just be a floor in the backing of the mirror that's producing that, and the mind is trying to make something of it. There's an old thing where, um, I explored this when I was young, uh, where you stand in front of a mirror and you hold a candle next to you, and you start counting backwards from 100, and you eventually see a ghostly shape next to you. Really? Now, I noticed that with people who did this, it always, almost always, came in at a, when you got down to around the number 33. So I, in, I did some investigating, and I found out that when you're counting backwards, you're distracting the conscious mind. Now, the eyes looking in the mirror is trying to deal with two different images, your face in front of you and the candle next to you. Mm. What it does by distracting the conscious mind is the subconscious mind starts to bring those two images together and you project that ghostly face in there which is actually your mind coming combining your face and
0: the candle that's what I was thinking yeah like that optical illusion you can get where you know it's almost like uh, the laying over of each other
1: yeah that's that's exactly how it works I was a little disappointed but it's at all at least now I understand that one
0: that's kinda like some magic you know what I mean you ever? Uh, I've seen you on social media a few times in my day. You ever stumble into one of those um, those illusions where, like, you stare at it for like twenty seconds, and then if then you look at the the wall and you see that image on the wall?
1: Uh, not anymore. I did it when I was uh, younger. Yeah, I found it amusing, but much like the candle trick, it doesn't interest me that much anymore.
0: Well, yeah. Once you figure out the mad, the trick of the, of the of the you know the trick, then it's no longer, you know, it's no longer. Uh, once you figure out how they got the how they got the, the the dollar to go back together after they chopped it in half, you really don't get to watch that trick anymore. Right. Well, that also
1: comes to the fact I used to do one single card trick that used to amaze people, but it was total distraction. It was a little visual thing I did and each time people would say no way no way it was that trick yeah and uh i really don't i find it amusing sometimes watching a magic act but i know it's a trick so that uh, i just look at it if i can't figure it out i say to myself good one
0: do you think that magic's real or do you think that all that stuff's just some type of trickery
1: uh, if you're talking about what you see in Las Vegas, if you're talking about the shows that you see on TV, that's all trickery.
0: What do you consider real? Uh,
1: real magic would be more if you're talking about magic, uh, what people ascribe to different disciplines, whether it be Wiccan or others where seeming, uh, miracles or the impossible happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah, my take on shadow people is I kind of think they're those interdimensional, an interdimensional being, um, kind of like uh, the Insomniac film a little bit, you know, uh, which is actually on YouTube, Boombastic Media YouTube page. If anybody wants to check out the Insomniac short film, me and Ray did. Um, but I think it's kind of like that, and that when you see, I think the the fact that it's a, I, it's almost like a. Uh, you know, when when, that, when you see it out of the corner of your eye, it's almost like your eyes, an optical illusion where your eyes kind of seeing a dimensional thing, uh, something in the shadows, because all the light, I think we've talked about this before, where, you know, like you'll see beams of light that come through that take form of things, but it's just kind of light. It's not like it's, you know, something, an energy, you know what I mean? It could be an energy, but not like a physical, moving around on its own energy, you know what I mean? It's just kind of the, the, the wonders of light moving their way through uh, the window, catching some dust or whatever, and now having a shape. But I don't want to say that I don't believe in, you know, sh- uh, elements of shadow people. Uh, me and you used to have a mutual friend back in the day that did some crazy stuff where they, um, him and a girl tried to summon some demons uh, for whatever reason I don't know they were dark people I don't know why you would want to summon demons like they're not gonna do anything good for you but he claimed that after he did this that for for a long time he'd always see shadow people in his house and stuff like that which I believe because but that's more of that negative energy welcoming in you know uh, like uh, welcoming a demon into your house so to speak.
1: Oh, also, you got to realize that if you're looking, let's say, inter- interdimensional beings, um, if they're trying to come through, or maybe just partially to observe, yeah. then they may not fully manifest. And what happens is we see it as a dark shadow. And that can also be if it's a, uh, let's say it's a spirit of a person. Well, a fully manifested spirit usually has the shape of a person. You can quite often pick up a face, uh, maybe what clothes they're wearing. But if they don't have the energy to come completely through, to present completely, they may show up as a shadow figure there. And you also have to factor in the fact that our eyes see only a small percentage of the uh, spectrum uh, the light spectrum and there's a lot out there that we can't see certain animals can yeah they can they can see things that we can't and it may be at a certain point when our brain is in the right condition whether it be tired or whether uh, meditation what whatever we've done there that we open up more senses that we have so we can actually get a glimpse into something outside of uh, what our eyes normally
0: see yeah Demons have to be welcomed Like in the, the old folklore story of Vampires and such And even like black eyed children um, You know you have to They'll show up but you have to welcome them Into your home You think a, a demon can just come in as it wishes Or those things need to be almost welcomed in
1: I think that, uh, that The potential of coming in and it is mostly when you're In a very negative state when you're projecting that negative energy you draw them in even if you don't realize it and you draw them closer um, it's something that they feed off of and they're looking to attach to you and that's when it when it happens even if you're not welcoming the welcoming thing is completely different people fall for the uh, foolish idea that the demons gonna do something for them Uh not looking that even if that does happen and it's a big if there's a price to pay, and you don't want to pay that price.
0: Amen to that. Um, the, science, the scientists have, kind of have an explanation for shadow people as well. I'll pop into that real quick. Um, s- several uh, ph- physiological and psychological conditions can account for reported experiences of shadow shapes seeming alive. A sleep paralysis... Suffer may perceive a shadowy, uh, in, indistinct shape approaching them when they lie awake, paralyzed, and become increasingly alarmed. Um, you ever get into sleep paralysis? You ever look into that?
1: Uh, no, it's not something I've looked into.
0: It's interesting. We'll have to do a show on that. Uh, a person experiencing experiencing heightened emotions, such as you know, while walking alone on a dark night may incorrectly perceive a patch of shadow as an attacker. Uh, many, many methamphetamine addicts report the appearance of shadow people after prolonged periods of sleep deprivation. Psychiatrist Jack Pod suggests that uh, methamphetamine usage adds to conspiratorial component to the sleep deprivation hallucinations. Uh, one interviewed subject said that you don't see shadow dogs or shadow birds or shadow cars. You see shadow people standing in doorways, walking behind you, coming at you on the sidewalk. These hallucinations have been directly compared to the paranormal entities described in folklore. You know, very... uh you know scientists got their opinion too and i think the scientist is almost would almost be a big fan of the insomniac film it sounds like cuz it's, it's right up there with it now there was another there was another entity that i stumbled into recently while doing some research on shadow people and i was curious if you had anything uh, had any knowledge of this guy the hatman you ever heard of Hat hatman i heard of him yeah, well, after do an episode on him, he's very weird. Where he's it's the sh- same thing as like a shadow person, but he wears like a coat and a uh, like a top hat, almost like that Duke You ever see the movie Duke from maybe like five, six years ago? That was big horror movie. No, it's interesting. It's uh, if I remember correctly, the movie doesn't have a payoff, but it has some creepy visuals. Um, but the Hat Man was weird, where it was like it was a shadow person, but it they, they you know. They were claiming that it was a more powerful shadow person than the other ones. Almost like the other shadow people is what you would see around him. Like, their whole take on it was, he's the bigwig, and these other shadow people are almost, you know, the, the spirits that he's acquired. And when you see him, the other shadow people are around. Uh, it's very interesting. It almost goes into the, the Slender Man. Are you familiar with Slender Man at all?
1: No, but I have
0: seen the hat person. You have seen the hat person in 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 in, in your travels or like in research.
1: Uh, well, there was a a home, a house I used to uh, visit on a regular basis, yeah. and we could be sitting in the living room, and <coughs> excuse me, even if there's no one outside. Occasionally, I wasn't the only one, everybody there, and at times there were like seven or eight people there. And no, no drugs, no alcohol. But, uh, someone would say, there he is again. And you could look. And it would walk by the windows on the outside. And it was a dark figure. Looked like it had a long cloak, but it was mm-hmm. very, very dark. And it had the hat on. Now, the strange thing is, the people who lived in this house, they hated and very rarely, unless it was absolutely necessary, to get down the basement. I went down there once, walked halfway across the room. There was a small room at the other end. I turned around and left. Hmm. That was like, oh, no, 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 no. Everything in my body was screaming no. So I turned <laughs> yeah. around, went back upstairs. We got used to the hat person, but no one would go in the basement.
0: Yeah, I wonder what the whole deal is with the hat person as, as opposed to shadow people if it's just a type of shadow person or if it is like a, high, a higher negative energy type thing
1: well, makes, if you're talking about a negative energy it yeah. can use shadow people in that form to deceive or manipulate people yeah so it presents as the hat man
0: so that it must be yeah. it, get,
1: it gets the people that way it gets them riled up it gets them afraid or it gets them curious and draws them in
0: yeah, it's interesting. The um, I remember when me and me and Dave from episode two we were talking about how when we were driving down the street, we seen that guy in the top hat, and uh, it was outside, and uh, I was very I'm very curious. That's probably what that was at that point because we couldn't really see a face. Like it's very shadow man. Well, the thing with the hat man is supposedly if you there's certain times when you can see its face and the eyes are kind of Cheshire Caddy, and they they're either mentioned like that, or they're mentioned where the eyes are the only thing that don't look real, and it's got a big smile. Which to go back to previous episodes, that big smiles are horrifying. You know, you don't want to deal with anything smiling. Um. But um, yeah. And so it was, it's interesting, and the Slender Man thing's weird too, where it's kind of like this super tall, slender guy and you see him in pictures and stuff like that stuff so you know the hat man was kind of like that too where they were showing these certain pictures of people that would have the hat man behind them um or off in the background There was a couple of pictures that were noticeably not it they were they were definitely stretching but there were some pictures that were really weird there was some really uh you know arguable arguable points to be made about whether it is or isn't what they claim it to be you know but i'm glad that you heard about the old the old hatman
1: <laughs> yeah i ne- never saw the face saw the figure several times and it never came inside okay don't lo- don't know if it was tied to the basement or not but it never made it indoors
0: well it got you that that creepy feeling you got where you didn't want to go into that extra room, uh, was it just that one time or was it whenever you were down there you got that feel for that room like that? Um, after
1: that first time, I just stayed away. I never went down there again.
0: Interesting. It goes back to the whole basement thing with all the crazy things that happen in basements. And, you know, God knows what the hell happens in there. I'm also, it makes me curious
1: if that uh, hat figure was associated with something in the basement.
0: Yeah, I think it might have. I mean, it could have been the figure of somebody that always dressed that way, um, that did bad things down there. Maybe. You know? Yeah, because
1: yeah, there were no
0: bad things going on upstairs. I
1: know that. Yeah. So yes. it was. It stayed away.
0: Well, that's good. That's nice. Were they like religious people that would, you know, do prayers and stuff, or?
1: Well actually it was the house of the clan mother I was on a uh, Native American drum and that is where we would practice and we would also do the sacred songs it never came in the building and never left whatever was in the basement never came upstairs
0: I wonder if like get a situation like that where it's an unholy force so to speak so with all that all everything going on if it was kind of pushed away and pushed down into the the bowels of this house where it was almost imprisoned, you know what I mean, in this room because it was as far away from everybody and, and the praising and, 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 and chance that it could get, you know what I mean?
1: Uh, yeah, plus the fact that uh, each time before we drummed, we did smudge and we said prayers. Mm-hmm. So uh, And we always did honoring and sacred songs. So it was not an environment that evil wanted to enter into. It's more like a barrier was set up and it would look in but it wouldn't come in
0: yeah it would only be made more furious I think if it was that situation where it was being you know pushed away or imprisoned if you will by by you know you you guys doing all your chanting and stuff like that now do you know was it a house that just stayed within that community of of the people doing that stuff or did it eventually get sold
1: I don't know if the house gets sold or not. I'm not sure if any family is uh, still living there or not. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not sh- I don't know the details on that.
0: Do you think in a situation where there was maybe a negative spirit within a house, and it kind of um, had to put up with all that stuff right there, you think that would make it more stronger because it would be more angry, or you think it would make it weaker because? It was around all that positive stuff.
1: I would say weaker. The area that, that it was, uh, the house was in to the north, you had the, it bordered on Worcester. And in past episodes, we did something I believe was about a factory in a haunted area up in the Worcester area. Yeah. Uh, possibly about a lake that was flooded, I think, at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, also, to the south is, uh, just south of it, is uh purgatory chasm which is a hot spot for ufos and things happening so this house was really within miles of those two other areas that are known for either ufos or hauntings and tragedies so it could be that it was one of the few safe spots actually in that area because of the drumming yeah yeah
0: it's um it's a touchy thing, shadow people. I um, I got uh, I think when we'll, we we'll get this little thing, where we're gonna kind of cruise around, um, you know, there, I'm gonna do a little read a little bit about um, a little paragraph on it, and we'll discuss, you know, takes on that. Because uh, I was doing some research, and there was multiple people had different, different takes on different things. You know what I mean? So I figured, what better way than to? I kind of like the old format of. You know, reacting to something, you know, somebody else throughout there. So, um, to go with, to go with more with the hallucinations, and the tricks of the eye thing. It was, you know, you know, when it comes to explaining paranormal experiences, it's usually best to start by eliminating the mundane causes. However, since the phenomena of shadow people usually happen when the individual is tired, and these beings tend to manifest only in uh, periphery periphery vision. Uh, it's easy to dismiss them as being tricks of the mind our brains are programmed to uh, assign vague shapes from in order for us to make sense of what uh, make sense of it. Another option is uh, hallucinations caused by high electromagnetic levels you know our nervous systems rely on electric impulses between our nerves and this action assigns each of us our own unique, Electromagnetic field. When those fields are sufficiently interrupted, hallucinations and strange sensations can result. This option uh, is the most simple to verify through the use of EMF readers. So yeah, I think it's uh, you know with that it's that's that's that that's got a good like head-on thing with it. I think it's got a lot to do with our energy and stuff like that. And you know we see these shadow people. You know I think. I definitely think that the the, the mind's eye thing kind of comes into play with shadow people where if you're too tired, you know, um, and definitely like our, our magnetic fields, I believe in that because, you know, you get every now and then you get the weird feeling. You know what I mean? Like you said, you got that weird feeling. I feel like that's a magnetic field situation. Not saying there isn't something there. I'm just saying that it it kind of interrupts that. That's how you know what's up because in, that they're magnetic field interrupts your magnetic field and you go oh okay something's something's not quite right right here you
1: know yeah the vibrations are off you feel them Uh, you give them off and you also receive them you feel them the one thing I have which kind of uh, goes a little bit against the hallucination out of the side of the the eye Mm -hmm. is there are stories about where the shadow people actually move across a room yeah so now now you're watching a moving shadow So it's not just something that you think you saw out of the corner of your eye. Now it's in front of you.
0: Truth. um, Yeah, when I was doing some research, I was reading about uh, one that would move across the room, and uh, there was one that would, like, whenever somebody would kind of periodically look into a certain doorway, did see it move across uh, the doorway towards, like, uh, another room in the house
1: very ghost very ghost-like yeah that 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 goes back to the possibility of it being a ghost that can't fully manifest so you just see this distortion and we see it as a dark distortion moving across the uh doorway and as we mentioned once before that uh why sometimes ghosts seem to uh appear in the same place or move through walls is that maybe what you're seeing is that was an Place where the ghost spent a lot of room, or it's moving along old lines before reconstruction, uh, but it can't really manifest completely. So we see it as a shadow. Yeah. yeah.
0: They also they also mentioned disembodied human spirits here too. Some believe that shadow people are simply another manifestation of ghosts or spirits. Uh, owing to some reports of a drop in temperature in the conjunction to the sightings of shadow people this might hold water most uh, disincarnated spirits can't hold their form in the realm very easily so they fit in and out of our sight in any way they can although many shadow people uh, shadow person sightings are associated with the sense of dread and fear not all are
1: uh the dread and the fear i have to wonder if that's us yeah, uh sure. something unknown something dark we associate everything that's black or dark or shadowy as evil mm-hmm. uh, when you're talking about paranormal which it isn't necessarily it's just that we're not fully perceiving it
0: yeah
1: so it's yeah it as far as it could be a ghost yes the negative feeling might be our reaction uh, if we can get by that, we can then better perceive it. If we can get by our own emotional reaction to that shadowy figure.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, the fact that they're seeing them in all different fields, you know, dread and fear sometimes, but not, you know, not always. It makes them more real to the sense that they're just there. Because I don't think, I don't think that, I don't know, it's weird, like, Uh, there's a good debate of, you know, do you think these things show up just randomly when they want to, or do you think there's a reason for them to show up, or do you think the people can, you know, bring them to the surface? Probably all three, right?
1: I would say all three. Quite often, uh, whether we realize it or not, any manifestation, not just the shadow people, we're bringing them up. There's something in us, whether it's the vibration or the energy that we give off, our emotional state. That creates that portal, creates that, uh, sends that message out uh, that they recognize that energy and they're drawn to it. So we are part of the reason why they show up.
0: Yeah, we summon them. We usually.
1: Uh, can... Yep, that's summon. Whether we realize it or not, yeah, I agree.
0: Goes yeah. So that kind of goes back to that big question of whenever we see anything. Do you think that the human mind summons something or do you think that there's just, you know, that reoccurring, you know, I'm probably both on that too, I'd say, but it's, uh, I'd be curious to know why exactly, you know, you know, certain, you go to a certain place at a certain time, you know, you'll see something, but then you show up the next day or you tell somebody and they, and they go there to try and see it at the same time and stuff and they don't see it. There's really no rhyme or reason, you know, or at least it feels like there's really no rhyme or reason to some of the appearances, whether it is shadow people or, 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 you know, spiritual entities floating around, you know what I mean?
1: You also have to take into account there are many people that have abilities that don't realize it. True. So when they go to a place, they're likely to see something. Um, Also, if you take someone who, whether they're thinking about it or not, but are in an emotional state um, that day that they go whether it's in the front of their mind or not it could be in the back and it's still running their emotions high they're putting off an energy they may not be aware of which is drawing it in there's so many other factors in there but I think that everybody to one degree or another um, has an ability as to whether they've developed it or even are aware of it is the big question and that will draw them in, because as soon as you have ability, you're like this little lighthouse in a distance, and they go running towards it.
0: Yeah. The um, Have you ever heard of a story where a shadow person kind of got physical with somebody? I, I've heard stories of them, you know, moving in closer and scaring people, you know, starting from across the room and... You know, slowly working their way towards you. But I, in my research, I didn't hear of anything physical. But I'm not—that doesn't sell me on the fact that there was never anything physical. So, in your experience, have you ever heard of any physical, you know, shadow people type situation?
1: I haven't heard any. I might, um, if you're talking about, let's say, a ghost that cannot fully manifest. Mm-hmm. I would doubt that it has the ability to do something physical. If you're talking about another entity, whether it be interdimensional or demonic, then it might have the ability to uh, actually affect the physical world here.
0: So you wouldn't claim, you wouldn't say that, sh- to go back to the whole thing where people see shadows and, like, then think it's negative, you don't think, um, so you don't really think shadow people could be, would, you know, should automatically be classified as a, a negative, negative thing?
1: No I don't I don't think so. I think it, it is like I said potentially maybe some uh, someone in spirit is trying to manifest and they don't have the energy to and all we see is the shadow, not the full figure. It is a, we call it negative because it's a shadow. Mm-hmm. It could be harmless. It could be someone trying to communicate or show themselves, but they just don't have the energy to fully come through.
0: Where would they get that energy? Would it be within themselves or would it have to be energy they, they take from other people from living? People, I would probably
1: say the best bet would be if they can't do it on their own, and that's why they're a shadow person, they'd have to draw more energy from this world and this environment, whether that's from people, uh, devices, uh, batteries, and electronics, etc. Um, those are the things that they may be able to draw energy from, and if they're not there, they end up only as the shadow.
0: Mm. What what of the what of their makeup do you think gives them gives some of them the energy to be able to fully take form and other ones not not to be able to take form and kind of float in like a mist?
1: Um. Once we get by the energy source, whether there is an energy source or not, then you then you do go to the nature of the shadow person, mm-hmm. and if it is something that. Uh, isn't necessarily someone trying to come through but it is another entity uh, whether it is demonic whether it is uh, from another dimension and it is strong it has the uh it may not even want to present as a full person it's using that shadow shape to intimidate these other things besides people can have the energy that they derive from the dimension that they come from. If you consider uh, the spirit world, a mm-hmm. dimension also, right. they can be coming over from that. If you take uh, a long while ago, we talked about Jin. Well, they live in a parallel universe. If they come across to this one, they can bring some of that energy, and feed off energy over here. Um, there are multiple energy sources they can use. They need less of what's here. If they're already well established in one of those other dimensions,
0: where do you think that energy comes from, though? Like, like w- w- you know, would they have to? Uh, would it be a sp- them being spiritual beforehand, or you know? And I'm sure that they can be both in positive and negative energies because you hear stories of like people's, you know, family members, them seeing their family members, you know, full body apparition where you can definitely say it's almost like it was a living person but what but it's not you know what i mean like those people and they're there for positive reasons you know what i mean so they have to be able to have all that energy too so i wonder kind of what where that energy comes from that they would get in the other realm you know what i mean that would let them be able to you know do their you know be fully seen in this realm
1: if you're talking about a loved one using that example they already have a connection with the person here they have the memories the emotions they can tap into all that with the person that they're presenting to if it's a loved one Mm -hmm. and it makes it much easier for them to present and much easier for that loved one to be able to recognize it it's it's kind of like they're coming through and presenting once the connection is made, the loved one in, over here in this world finishes off the image. The mind, their mind completes it with its energy so that they can actually see the person as they used to see them, as they saw them in life while they were in this world.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like they, they, they bring, you got to kind of meet them halfway type deal. And that believing in them, when you see something, so when people see, maybe they'll see uh, a not quite full apparition, and in their heart of hearts, they want to see, you know, their grandmother. You know that want would kind of top off the energy for them to be able to see it. But at that, in that same realm, them wanting to see that could also be, help trickery if it was a negative force, don't you think?
1: Oh, definitely. Uh, it'll use what it can to misrepresent itself to get what it wants and if that's presenting as a loved one then uh, yeah it'll present us a loved one
0: that's why whenever like when people you hear about people that you know say well i want to do this i want to contact the other side because you know i lost a a child or you know i lost my significant other and like i really want to see him again i always think that's so dangerous because it's like you're putting all your hope and faith out there just to see, you know what I mean? And you don't know what's going to tag onto that and like rail itself into the situation.
1: Well, without training, I know um, when I used to do mediumship, I would go through an entire ritual mm-hmm. ahead of time uh, to protect myself and the people. Because uh, I used to do small galleries of about uh, 20 people. And if someone would start to come through then I would have a conversation with them first to identify them in my head and ask them very specific questions, but always, uh, always prepare ahead of time, always set up certain barriers against anything negative and, uh, open the door only for those that, uh, could basically verify that they were here for the people.
0: Uh, Have you ever seen a situation where people didn't protect themselves and, like, you had to go in there after the fact to clean it up? Like, they had a negative situation. They thought they could just handle it on their own and they were overwhelmed with even more negative uh, energy and then you had to go in there and kind of clean house?
1: Uh, One where some people tried to do a uh, summoning and it went wrong and had to uh, go in and cleanse the area and shut some doors.
0: Do, do you know who they were trying to summon or in what they did wrong,
1: just not being safe? Or? Not being safe, and they left it wide open as far as the summoning. They just wanted to uh, bring something. They wanted some sort of proof, and they weren't very specific in what they were asking for. They had set up no protections, and that door just kind of swung open, and they, they had a problem.
0: I envision like darkness on the other side. It being just like darkness, and then somebody opens up like a door to a litly like like super bright room. So that light just like fills up, you know, fills up the void, and they 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 they, they notice that pretty quick and start running. You know what I mean? Oh yeah,
1: they start coming.
0: They start coming, baby. The um yeah people. <laughs> You know, and, and with ghost hunter shows and all that paranormal shows, I mean, they should definitely have a little more. Um, you think that they don't take enough responsibility in the fact that they, they're they're you know getting people. Obviously, people are going to see stuff like that on TV and be like, "That's cool, I want to do it myself." But they don't. I know. I, I never really hear them too much. Every now and then, but no, I, there should almost be disclaimers at the end of the show or beginning of the show. Um, about, hey, if you're going to try this, almost like jackass where, you know, wrestling, where it's like, don't try this at home, you know, it, it, or something that if you're going to do it, you should do it, you know, under the supervision of professionals, so to speak, you know what I mean?
1: I think that one thing that happens is people uh, who do go ghost hunting, they do it and they do not encounter anything negative, or they have limited success, and they immediately think, well, I don't need to do all that yeah and you're continually opening up these little portals and you're continually pushing when something does come through you're not prepared mm-hmm. you're not prepared for it at all and that can present a problem for uh, the amateur ghost hunter
0: yeah i mean i i almost could I, i'd almost think that the smartest thing a negative energy could do is not show itself, so they think that nothing came through, and then it lingers with them. You know
1: what I mean? Or it could attach to them or some of their equipment, and you know they they go and saying, gee, how come this stuff doesn't work anymore? How come I don't didn't get anything the last time? Or why is my luck so bad? Why is everything going wrong?" Well, I actually, started the day after that last ghost hunt. Yeah. So put one and one together there, and it does come out the two.
0: Now they're all depressed and putting a noose up in the basement. And they don't know why, and it's the bad energy around them. Yep. But I assume, like putting my my mind in the head of a demon for a second, which I probably shouldn't even say, but you know, trying to look through that outlet of of how it would be like if I if if I was if that was my goal was to get in, I wouldn't I wouldn't. I wouldn't give them something to, like, Big. okay, well, we dealt with something today. You know, I'm going to take care of that at the end of the day and do a little prayer some sage, and all that. I'd want them to think that nothing was, like, nothing was found. It was just a, an empty place where there was nothing. But, you know, they opened up a door and I came through and uh, now I'm with them and I can build off their energy until I'm you know, more powerful than they are. Scary, you know, sounds very scary, but that's kind of like, that's the take that I assume they would they would do, you know what I mean? With being tricksters and stuff like that, and knowing that, you know, if things were done right, they could get rid of them, send them back. Um, especially, you know, for the majority of, you know, investigators and ghost hunters and spiritual people are... Um, they can, they have the faith so like they can you know if something follows them I feel like it wouldn't be super hard to get rid of it if once they found out it was on, on their tail you know what I mean but I could be wrong like have you heard of cases that were incredibly difficult to get rid of the spirits that were around you know what I mean yeah. like exercise the, the the spirits that were around I remember watching a show once where somebody said for years they had to like continue to do the prayers and do the thing just to keep it away from them?
1: I would say depending upon what you're dealing with mm-hmm. and the strength of it, it may take a long time. Yeah, there's uh, And you're not talking about a simple haunting and right. helping someone to move on. If you're talking about something that is uh, either very strong or not only strong, has been rooted in a place for a long while, I mean, it's not only getting rid of it. You've got to, in a sense, dig up all those roots, sever its ties, take away its energy and its strength. And that can take time, and that can take uh, repeated attempts before you completely banish it. And I agree with you that uh, if something is evil, it's not going to come on like a freight train because it'll derail itself. You'll see it, and you'll shut everything down right there. Yeah. So it doesn't serve a purpose. It serves a purpose to slip in quietly and to attach, and maybe give you a little tease, a simple EVP here and there, or move something so you want to come back and you want to explore more. But now it's got its hooks into you, and uh, it's going to start wrapping around you like a vine until it owns you.
0: Mm. Scary. There's a lot of danger in it. We talked about that before. There's a lot of danger in opening doors that people don't understand. Um, Next up, they got the alternate dimension, which we kind of talked a little bit about, but their take is... uh, There's another theory that shadow people are actually beings from an alternate dimension. Perhaps they're scientists from a a parallel world looking to learn more about ours. Uh, Physicists have determined that there is a possibility of parallel worlds through uh, equations relating to the string theory and others like it. Uh... Uh, that could timeline a close to our own uh, that have figured out interdimensional travel are these shadow people the very first voyagers from the world or perhaps are these shadow people actual glimpses into the world uh, the other world through some sort of fault in the natural separation of worlds you know that's interesting too I mean like I said that's the thing that I kind of lean a little bit more towards... And yeah, the scientists recently did... You know about that, the scientists, maybe not recent, recent, but in the last couple of years, they've been starting to talk about the fact that other dimensions are out there?
1: Uh, Yes. The biggest thing they've had over the last couple of years is some experiments they did uh, with different uh, uh, particle accelerators. Yeah. And the patterns that they get off them and the behavior on a quantum level, uh, many of these things that they're doing there uh, has led them to believe that, uh-oh, there is another dimension, or at least one. I can remember, oh, probably closer to 30 years ago, uh, someone putting out the theory that there were 18 dimensions. Hmm. So right now they've come around to... Accepting the theories more and saying, "Yeah, we think there actually is." Quantum physics is starting to show us the way there, and we're starting to do experiments that indicate by behavior, the behavior of the particles that um, there's something out there. And they're using the word "another dimension" because they know it's not in this one.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to look that uh, look up that 18 dimensions thing because I'm very curious in what that would be like. I believe in a like another dimension where it's almost I don't even know what it would be, but that's where I think the shadow people and stuff would come from. But it's like it's very interesting with eighteen where you can have it could be anything, you know, it could be the same it could be the same thing that we're living now, like same type of world, just more bizarro, you know what I mean? It could be uh, you know, dimensions where Civilization never really caught on, and everybody was just living in, living in the wilderness like cavemen. You know what I mean? It, you know, it could be a dimension where, you know, you take the theory of how aliens came down and bred with, uh, mated with humans, and created a superior race. You know, some people think that was, you know, the Egyptian time with the, uh, you know, where all the, they were elongating their heads and all that crazy stuff. Uh, it's very interesting. I, you know, I'd love to get you know dimensions where it's just all water, maybe. You know what I mean? Just cr- very interesting stuff. The dimension aspect is—it's almost like the sky the limit on it. And um, very—I want to—I know how they would, how they would figure out through science. I got to look into that more because I want to know how they figured out through science that there's dimensions. Now that thing you were saying that they were doing. Um, wasn't that just like mashing atoms together and stuff like
1: that? Is that what that when it's was? It's a high-speed a high uh, accelerator. Uh, yeah, it's basically smashing and um, looking at the patent afterwards. There's something I've been trying to think of that I was reading recently about it that confirmed the a theory, but I can't remember which theory it was. On the, on the behavior, and I think it is it was a controversial theory for uh, negative matter. That's mm. it. Yeah. Now the, now they suspect there's negative matter, which is not the same as antimatter.
0: Mm.
1: So yeah. you have matter, you have antimatter, and in the structure of things, they're positive. But now there was recently, there was very recently, there was an experiment which indicates there was negative matter. Which is similar to, uh, or similar to what you would say, uh, dark energy or negative energy, which is an offshoot. In the string theory, you have the, the universe and the strings, for instance, would be, uh, light energy. yeah, light energy. And the space between them is dark energy. Hmm. Uh, if the, uni- if the dark energy continues to grow, then According to that theory, I believe it's it's been a while since I looked at it carefully. Um, What will happen is the universe will eventually be overcome and cease to exist. At least the universe that we know. But dark uh, dark matter—that's a new one. It was very controversial for a while. They said it couldn't exist. Now they're saying, "Uh "Uh-oh, it just might exist."
0: Now, what's dark matter? The same thing as dark energy?
1: No, it's different.
0: What,
1: uh, do you know, do you know much about it to elaborate? Not much. Um, I was just, re- I read one article. I was thinking I got to get back to this and fi- and do more. Um, what I did was, well, going way back, mm-hmm. um, in high school, I was a science geek. I joined a science club outside of school where I get, used to get projects. I was so bad at <laughs> <laughs> I was so much into it. Yeah. Well, Later on, um, I used to, for me, fun reading would be books on quantum theory. But I've gotten away from that for about 10 or 15 years, so I'm not up on the most recent things. But I, I occasionally see an article somewhere, and I read it, and I just got to go back and figure out what the uh, dark matter is. And I'll see what they say more about it. But... Um, yeah, it's something which at one time they said could not exist. Now they're saying uh, looks like it just might exist.
0: Now that's a realm, or a, I don't, I don't quite understand what dark matter is.
1: I'm not sure they do. Okay, um, <laughs> matter and antimatter cancel each other out.
0: Yeah,
1: um, dark matter would be more like negative matter.
0: Okay
1: um because if you take a look at for instance uh protons have a positive charge this is something which is negative not just the charge but the object itself is negative it's a really weird concept never got into it too much like i said it was probably about two weeks ago i saw an article i said i gotta follow up on this unfortunately i haven't yet but if you're looking at the multiple dimension thing you're also going to take um we have so much like i mentioned things outside of the visible universe that we can see i mean we don't see x-rays there's a lot that we don't see that's out there uh who's to say there isn't even more that we don't see the spirit world can be a dimension um i i believe there are i believe that we can visit them uh time can be considered a dimension it's, it's got a flow and uh, I believe that time travel would be something very potential that we potentially could do though I think we should should be able to step out of time would be more interesting mm. this is all getting away as far as the, the dark uh, the shadow people something from another dimension from another reality so to speak yes I think that that's a definite possibility something crossing over something trying to come through or something, like you said, observing yeah. uh, from somewhere else, something outside of our very limited perception and our very limited uh, knowledge that we have currently as we walk this earth.
0: It's so all interesting. you will know, we'll have to do one on that, on that dark matter. There's a show called Dark Matter, I know. I want to say Dark Matter was the name of... Art Bell had a show later in life called um dark matter Are you familiar you, you you said you never really got into art bell right back in the day uh i listened to some but not many i like it i think he's uh it's it's it was kind of a bummer because when i when i real when i like stumbled into art bell he was um it was literally in the last months of his life where like i was you know i was listening to a couple of his new shows and stuff and yeah, he died shortly after, which is unfortunate because I would love to have been able to call in and just talk, talk to him because the further in the wormhole you get, it's like, oh, you know, he really kind of was one of the first people to talk about these things in a big way, you know what I mean? Which, uh, now, like we said before, nowadays it's talk, everybody talks about this stuff, but the people that really started the whole game, uh, I would love to have met them or, at least talk to him on the phone or whatever, call into a show, I think that'd be cool. I think all of our our OGs, if you will, our original, you know, whistleblowers and stuff like that are kind of departed. And uh, now it's just kind of like their children run amok, so to speak. You know. But what can we do? Maybe we'll get our bell tattoos on our neck. It'll be nice. (laughs) We'll We'll show big respect. All right, the uh, the next up one is their, their theory of aliens, of the, the shadow people being aliens. Um, although it's a less popular opinion, there's a theory that the shadow person phenomena is actually the result of alien encounters. The most common perception of what aliens are involve large eyes and small bodies. But who's to say there isn't more than one type of alien? There is the possibility that these elusive figures could be beings from another planet... <laughs> Here to observe us for some reason beyond our understanding makes sense too. You know, it's uh, a couple episodes ago you talked about um, the possibility of if this was this how this higher life form having the capability of being um, invisible. You know what I mean? And we were talking about how the government has been probably trying to figure out the invisible thing for a while, but. If these aliens had an invisible thing, maybe this shadow thing is the in-between of them being visible and, and, you know, invisible. What do you think?
1: Well, the shadow thing could just be that their invisibility suit short-circuited, and now they're halfway there.
0: Yeah, because some of them talk about a flickering, uh, how they would flicker. So, like, that kind of makes sense with that. Or, you know, maybe they're invisible, but you can still see the shadow of the person. You know, you could have that, too. Because uh, even though they're invisible via light, uh, it's throwing off a shadow. It's possible. The alien thing could be possible. I think that there, and I do believe that it, you know there would be multiple types of aliens. You know what I mean?
1: I'm open to multiple types very easily, um, and not necessarily in what we conceive as a human form. There, uh, they may not be carbon-based. They may be crystalline, mm-hmm. uh, and yet. Any other thing. You also, you have to consider that if they are alien and they want to disguise themselves, then what they do is they just show throw up this smoke screen, so to speak, this dark shape. And uh, people really fascinated with the paranormal want to react to it. And they get to study our behavior under stress then.
0: I wonder if alien worlds would have animals the way we do, because you look at, you could look at a human, and just on Earth, how many different forms of life? And I'm not even talking about race, which is the hot topic right now. Uh, but you got a, you got animals, you have reptiles, you have fish. You know what I mean? Like they're all they're so different. Like you could take a human put it next to a fish, and it's two completely different worlds. Same thing as you could put. An animal, uh, you know, a human next to a, a, a beer, two different things. Like, the only thing that we really have in common is that we pretty much we eat and we shit and we sleep. That's it. Like, those are the only things we really have in common with, and breathe oxygen in some, you know, circumstances. Um, and that's as close as we get to some of these other, other species that live on our own planet that are so different from us. So it would be interesting to see what, uh, what, what a, complete alien life was, if there were, was to be a distant planet, you know what I mean? Which, that right there is a debate, too. It's like, if there are these aliens that come from, if they come from you know, if they're coming in on saucers, that saucer has to have eventually had to have come from some planet. And, you know, what goes on on that planet? You know what I mean? Well, we also have
1: to hope that they're better evolved than us. Because the way we treat other species that we consider lower than us. Yeah. Animals. If they were to come to Earth, we better hope they're better involved. Because if they see us as a lesser species and they have some of the same attitudes that we have, then we're going to be their pets. Yeah. Maybe even food source. See,
0: so, yeah, that's no, that's no bueno. That's no good. That ain't gonna work for me. Um, it's interesting though, you know, and I think the dimensional thing is we get our we like we can't reach outside of our galaxy, right? Isn't that the whole deal? Like the planets that we that are around us is as far as we've been able to go, or at least uh, at least that they tell us about. Like, who's to say we've never traveled f- farther than we know? We probably have. We had to have. You know what I mean? Like. And if they were to come out, if, if you know scientists and the higher up government officials that you know, the shock callers were to come out and say, "Hey, you know, you know we, we traveled beyond the Milky Way, you, know, past this and that and the other thing, and we found this other planet with almost human-like um, organisms living on it, I think that would almost be as groundbreaking as an alien showing up on Earth you know what I mean, which we, we've, there, there there's there's many uh, accounts of, you know, spaceships landing and people getting out and, and seeing aliens, them seeing the aliens and stuff, and it's almost like that's, it'd still blow your mind to see, but it's almost like that's no longer a shock, like it's, we've seen enough of it that, we've seen enough of it that we, we could comprehend the fact that, okay, yeah, these aliens are real, but then maybe we maybe the reason why they don't want to let people know the truth behind it, because the next step is saying, okay, there's this whole planet full of them, or there's these multiple planets full of them, and that's a can of worms they don't want to open up, because once you do, it's not just like, okay, here's the big answer, now go to bed. Like, once once we know about it, we're going to want to go there we're going to want to communicate i mean but there's been theories that we've been communicating forever you know with with these people where we've been sending out signals and vibrations and getting getting um you know communicating back like did you ever hear that weird did you ever hear the this is hell this is supposed to be hell not alien life but you ever hear that weird video they had where they dropped some microphone like super 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 far in the earth and they picked up all these weird sounds. Have you ever heard about that?
1: I heard about it, I never heard the video.
0: Yeah, I heard the video and it was it was super creepy because it did, it, it sounded like people yelling and screaming and crying and stuff. Almost like what hell was supposed to be like. And uh yeah, it's 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 crazy and that's within the earth supposedly. So, you know, they I, yeah,
1: I think that's in Russia, isn't
0: it? I think so, yeah. And there's so many like there's there's so many theories on our own planet. It's like the, the you know there's not enough time in the day to figure out what we got going on here. You know that I don't that I don't know about other planets, but yeah, if we if they, if they were to tell us that hey, there is this other planet um, of this other life forms, I think that would be more mind blowing and more of a bigger thing than these aliens coming down and i think that it would then get to a place where we'd want we'd want to investigate you know what i mean Would then people would be pushing for we gotta get on we gotta get you know we gotta get on this planet and see what the story is and communicate then you don't know if what you're communicating with is, tr- is, is trouble or not and if they've already communicated with them, maybe they are trouble. You know, nobody knows for sure, and you know, nobody even knows. With dimensions, you don't know what you're dealing with. You know what I mean?
1: Well, also with dimensions, there are several disciplines that use uh, meditation, particularly when it comes to activating the pineal gland, and they use sacred geometry where you travel to other dimensions. Mm-hmm. And you travel, uh, different places to encounter, um, other life forms, other worlds. And it takes years, but there are, uh, those disciplines that do that. And we've talked in the past about how little of the human brain is actually used on a day to day basis. It's something yeah. like 10%, a tiny amount. Yeah. And the, the idea is to tap into the, those unused parts of the brain to tap into that and to be able to connect through the uh, sacred geometry any energies to breach those dimensions and to be able to travel uh, in those other places and interact there. Yeah, and, and yeah. That does exist.
0: I think there's something within the air or within, the, you know, what they put on TV or something or the music that we hear. I think there's something that we... That we They put on us that makes us so we can't open up that other that the rest of our brains. I think they only want us at a certain place, and us to be us to be higher up would be more of a inconvenience or, or, or possible problem for them. I mean, you take you take situations that we're dealing with now. Like let's just say, you know, let's just say, you know with all this, all the racist stuff going on right now, like if you were to have all the, you know, people rioting and looting is terrible enough, but imagine if people had like superhuman fucking abilities, like the chaos that would be happening.
1: Well, it's also going to depend upon um, how you use it. Most of the disciplines I've been familiar with, I ran into, there was always peace and it was always love and it was always respect and those that uh in the other dimensions have that nature at least the ones that they travel to it or the things that they do um so it's not that crazy that i would call them for lack of a better phrase higher dimensions yeah um there are those that believe we have the there is ourselves then we have the our higher self we're connected on a higher level which eventually goes back to the I am presence, which is the presence of the creator of the universe and how to connect with all of those, which starts the bridge uh, time and other dimensions.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, But it does take a lot of training and uh, it's not easy and you have to keep it up all the time. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, they also...
1: Uh, yes. But... No, what were you going to say?
0: Oh, I was going to go into the next theory. But what, did you want to finish up with that? Uh, well, I, can, I can
1: remember uh, probably a good 15 years ago, someone um, I connected on the Internet, and they actually came from uh, the, literally from the other side of the world. They hopped a jet, and they mm-hmm. came, and we got a group of people together, and we started some training. Um, you'd probably call him more of a true guru mm-hmm. th- than myself.
0: There's no such and, thing as a, a truer guru than Ray Booth.
1: <laughs> but uh, having gone through that and experienced a lot of outrageous things, I can remember one time sitting down uh while using a particular meditation where you travel someplace. And I did it in conjunction with somebody who was sitting next to me. Now, we both went into the trance when we were in this other place. We could see each other and interact. And afterwards, we could talk about it because we'd seen each other and interacted and we're in the same place. Which, to me, says, okay, because I was stunned at the time when it happened which says, okay, it can't be imagination because we were both walking and we were next to each other and we could interact and how could it just be imagination in this other place if we were both there doing that? And so that kind of blew my mind and was part of changing my course in life.
0: Yeah. Hmm. We'll be... be, uh we're going to be traveling, pe- bringing people out from all over the world soon for the show.
1: Sounds good, sounds good to me.
0: Actually, why don't we go to them? They'll be, we'll take vacations. they will be better. We'll go traveling. <laughs> that sounds like a better idea. <clears throat> so uh, the next theory they have up is the demon theory, uh, that they're demons. Um, owning the fact that so many of the sightings are often accompanied by failings of fear and danger, there are those who regard shadow people as demonic in nature. Uh, there are stories of women and men being held down against their will while a supernatural being attempts and sometimes succeeds in having their way with the unfortunate human uh, because demons are known to cause suffering to their own and for their own enjoyment. This possibility is adopted by many believers. Now I don't know if, um, like, demons don't rape people. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think a demon has sexual organs and gets off. I mean, it might scare them and suck up their, uh, suck up their essence and their 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 energy of fear and get, getting them scared, but. That's the only thing they're going to be sucking up if you catch my drift. the um, I don't think there's no sexual element to it, but you might know more than me. Is there any sexual element to demons or really any of these spiritual such things? I don't think so, right? Uh, well, if you go back in folklore and you go
1: back far enough, you have an incubus and a succubus. Yeah. And they, yeah, that's sexual. That's interacting with you uh, on a physical plane, and that's sexual. Hmm. Once they take a physical form, they can do that, and that's a way of merging their energy with yours, not only on an energetic level, but using that sexual energy to kind of bi- bind themselves to you, as well as taking some of your energy. But then you're locked in when, once you've had that joining. And there's plenty of folk, uh, folklore about that. I mean, that uh, it's not brought up much now, but in the past it was uh, fairly common. Do
0: you think it was more because they've always they, they <laughs> there was a time when they considered they'd say you know the devil was like it's like a beautiful woman because you 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 see her and you can't help yourself but to fall in love with her. You think it takes like that? Like I'm speaking more. The way this sounds is like that it, that like a demon like raped like like. Like intercourse, you know what I mean? Like, and I don't know, I don't know what the reality of that would be physical, sexual, um, you know, uh, you know, actions. But, like, I could definitely see them being on top of them, you know, get them, take their energy that way, maybe through touch. But I don't know if I would believe actual them getting enjoyment out of sex. And I do know that, you know, way back when. They talk about demons mating with, you know, humans and stuff like that. Um, And aliens mating with humans and stuff like that. But I don't know. I almost feel like the sexual pleasure is just... I feel like that's a pleasure of human. I don't think it would be the pleasure of another, you know, species or entity. You know what I mean?
1: Well, if you're talking about demons, they may not be doing it for pleasure. They may be doing it to manipulate... Um, Yeah, I guess so. To bring part of themselves (laughs) into this world in a physical form Mm. so that that person walking down the street really doesn't have a soul the essence of that person is a demon Mm. um that is a distinct possibility you also have if you go back to um and some of the forbidden books in the Old Testament, but if you go back to the Watchers, the Watchers were angels on Earth to watch. Yeah. The Fallen Ones are the Watchers that fell in love with and then mated with humans. Yeah, And they were the ones that produced the giants that worked, walked the land. And if might believe it is, I'm, never can say that right. So there are stories there, and there are other stories in different parts of the world where, yes, the demons do... Interact with the humans do mate with the humans to bring themselves a Give themselves a physical form to put that form uh, That demon form walking among people so that they don't recognize it and in the ultimate would be uh, Of that at least in cult in the culture. We have now Would be the antichrist. Yeah, that w- that would be the devil born into a human
0: truth. I always assume that would be more of like a, like a Jesus story Uh, the Immaculate Conception type deal, where there wasn't actual sex that went on. But like, you know what I mean? Like one of those things.
1: Well, if they are the great deceiver, then it's probably going to be some handsome dude over there who's actually the devil that's got the lady tricked.
0: Yeah, probably. You think demons have a a bitterness towards humans where they kind of want to be human themselves? Kind of like how we talked uh, a couple episodes, the last episode, about how angels whether or not angels had almost bitter feelings towards human because they were given everything from God and you know, angels are almost like servants to God. One of the one of the old
1: stories of the fallen angels or devils and demons is that they were told to bow down before man and they refused to. Yeah. So yeah, there's and they're basically now in hell, another dimension we can call hell, put it that way. And that hell being separated from the divine, and the natural thing for them would be to turn around and hate the humans that started it all.
0: Yeah. But if they were, I, 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 I was, I'm, I, I was thinking more along the lines if they were, if they wanted to be human enough, I could see them, even though they couldn't have sex, faking the act of having sex because it's such a human pleasure. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. They might.
1: They'll use whatever they can, and and they might actually get some enjoyment out of it.
0: Well, I think they would. The fear, you know, and if we're going back to rape, like, there's a lot of, you know, rape's less, rape is more about power than it is about sex. You know what I mean? So, like, so it's almost like that, that take on it, where, like, they're, they're raping the mind. You know, they're not sexually doing, but they're, like, they're, they're taking, Taking energy and causing trauma to the the the, the 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 mental aspect of it, you know, and like that. I can see him attacking like that. Yeah.
1: Destroy, destroying the individual by destroying the mind and the sanity.
0: Exactly. It's true. All right, we got accumula, accu, ugh, accumulation of negative energy, they think it could be too. Countless cultures around the world uh, put great importance on... Maintaining positive energy in a living spaces. This is why there are so many ways to cleanse an area, from smudging to a wide variety of blessing practices. However, in places like jails, old hospitals, dungeons, battlefields, and execution grounds, negative energy can be avoided. owing to the events which had transpired there over time. There are quite a few cases of shadow people sightings in these areas in addition to more traditional haunting. Uh, Many cultures believe that when enough of that dirty energy builds up, inhuman beings are either born of it or drawn to it. When the incarcerated enter that area, uh, they will then see the new denizens in the form of shadow people. It kind of could make a little sense right there too.
1: Oh yeah we've talked about in the past on uh, yeah. several occasions how uh, energy accumulates in an area and actually can form itself into an entity
0: yeah
1: uh, enough energy and, uh, and uh, for it to show as a uh, shadow person uh, is completely believable
0: mm-hmm. and I think in a situation where you're in one of those places where a lot of bad things happened that'd be you'd be more it'd be more in the realm of shadow people, because the energy there, but they might not know how to kind of show themselves. So, like, it would fit into that category, too.
1: Yeah, a collection of negative energy, but it has to come together in a, in a certain way, and it just can't pull it together, so to speak. I hate to use that, but the I energy just can't pull together in a way to, not always, in the way to be a fully presentable figure. Yeah. Something that uh, someone someone can recognize. Now that doesn't mean the energy itself can't influence you and can't uh, interact with you. It can, but it's just not going to be able to present um, as a single individual to your eye.
0: Truth. Next up on the docket, we have astral projection. And uh, the darker side of astral projection is often ignored in favor of the healing in good deeds possible through this practice. However, people with dark intentions can foster an interest in the topic and take action just as easily as light workers. Hitler, for instance, had a deep fascination with the occult and had put quite a bit of study into it. Although the majority of the population may never know if he'd succeeded in any of his experiments, there's no doubt that there there are those out there who can and do use astral projection to get what they want from someone they crave power over. I've heard about the Hitler uh, occult thing for many years. And it makes sense that, you know, astral projection is kind of like making yourself be in two places at once, right?
1: Um, it's basically that you're projecting yourself on the astral plane, uh, a version of yourself there to another place.
0: Okay. okay. Like a so, like you'd show up like a hologram somewhere.
1: Uh, that's a pretty good. Yeah, that that's a pretty good way of putting it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Interesting.
1: By location, two places at once is different. You show fully formed. Astral projection is more. You would yeah, a hologram or a ghostly type of figure.
0: Then in that situation, you can say when they thought they killed him, they, maybe they didn't kill him, they killed, you know, like a hologram or astral projection of him. But some people will speculate that a lot of the Nazis, uh, they didn't die, they kind of ushered, all the high, more high-powered ones were ushered, uh, ushered um, I think in Brazil maybe, I forget where it was, but I was reading on that, where like for time after, after, the, after the downfall of the, the Third Reich, there was um there was people that were moving through i want to say brazil and they were coming across um, i don't want to say civilizations but almost like um what do you call that when you got little camps let me see uh
1: actu- actually it was argentina okay and i saw a show where they did some exploring mm-hmm. they looked at some old stories of uh the locals told about some people who came and lived there. Yeah, And they actually went into the area and they did find some ruins. What was interesting about the ruins is the houses they found yeah. were a style that was common in Germany, Bavaria, etc. Mm. Not like anything around here. And outside one of the largest ones when they were doing some digging around in the dirt, they found some German coins from World War II that had the Nazi uh, symbols on them hmm. so it lends that at least some of them made it to Argentina
0: and the Nazis as terrible as they were they had the best like scientists and doctors and you know they had like the best of the best workers. Well, whether working whether they wanted
1: them. to be working for them or not they right.
0: did yeah Best of the best probably isn't the best description of the Nazis. I probably should have chose my words better for that. But yeah, they they made sure they had kind of the best of their fields working for them, like you said, whether they wanted to or not. So like, uh, you know, I feel like the, the the some of the the greater minds of the time were were being used to test out these new things. So and if him being so into the occult, he was also like big on methamphetamines too. I found out, I was reading about recently, where he was, like, zapped out of his mind all the time on fucking drugs. Um, but I could see, you know, you know, some serious, you know, like, them opening doors of um, all types of weird shit that, you know, maybe those, maybe you gotta take into consideration maybe there's so much negative negativity in the world because people like him and organizations like that open doors that they never closed and I assume when you're at that that height of evil um, I feel like a bigger door could be opened maybe what's your thought on that
1: uh, yeah I'll, I'll agree with that you're potentially opening up something very big uh, you har- you're harnessing a lot of power to open something that big I know that he was big into the occult yeah I know that um, I don't know if it was the Gestapo, the SS, or whatever. They had to take a blood oath, which was very occult-like. The way they took it, mm-hmm. one of one of his places. I don't know if it was the wolf den in the mountains or it was another place he had. That um, when they finally overtook it, they found a large room with a lot of occult things in it. Uh, Himmler was big into the occult. He was big into Hitler was also into collecting artifacts. Uh, Attempted to collect the sphere of destiny and other objects. So, yeah, couple that with all of the evil that he did, and you're opening a major portal and bringing a lot of things in that aren't going to just disappear once he passes or goes away.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's dark. We're going to have to do a story on uh, Adolf coming up, because uh, it maybe quite possibly the most hated man in history. What do you think?
1: Uh, one of them, yeah. Top three. I mean, I, I, I'd say there's probably about a top five. He's in that top five.
0: Who else you think is hated as Hitler? Uh, other, other than Donald Trump.
1: <laughs> uh, Stalin would be Stalin. one.
0: Stalin. Well, were, weren't they boys? Weren't they... Uh... Weren't they, like, connected? Or
1: am I thinking... Rasputin's a dude they hated, too, back in the day, right? Rasputin was Russian royalty. Uh, He was the one who hooked up with Russian royalty Mm -hmm. before the communists took over. Stalin was a dictator. He was actually opposite Hitler during the war. Um, He killed over 20 million of his own people in in a power struggle. Hmm. So he's... uh, I'd say there's a lot of people still look back and hate him as well.
0: Yeah. You think somebody like
1: Judas would catch heat? Judas is, uh, there's two theories on that. One is that, uh, he did what he did because of the greed, and he didn't understand who Jesus was. Mm-hmm. There's another theory based on the Gospel of Judas and other so-called banned writings that said Judas did that because he was Jesus' closest friend. And Jesus asked him to do that because he knew what had to happen.
0: Ah, that's very interesting. Because, yeah, there's that the whole thing about how he knew he knew he had to, you know, sacrifice his life. That's a good... Yeah, I never even thought about that element of it. Hmm
1: so he's either either friend or foe you can, it can go either way
0: in the bible wasn't there a moment where he he like asked for forgiveness for ter- for turning his back on jesus like after selling him out
1: uh not really that supposedly he went back to the people he saw him out to and was upset and then some of the stories have him killing himself
0: interesting because even, even if it was, uh, you know, a plan between Jesus and Judas, you know, there'd still be guilt with the fact that your friend, your best friend just got killed because of you, you know what I mean? Whether that was the, it was all for the greater good of the big picture or not, I think there would still be some guilt there, you know what I mean? And not to mention if it is, if it's all true as goes, you know, there's a thing called the depression uh, that I think would set in. And once that sets in, your minds opened up to other evil being attacked by evil and he would if he was part of the bigger picture plan type deal then uh you know I think he'd be attacked even you know, from both sides you know there would be there would be religious folks that would say you, you know you turned on Jesus and hate him for that as well as evil people that would you know just hate him the hate to, to you know twist his mind up more and then again, maybe Judas is uh, shadow people. He's all the different shadow people going around from house to house looking for forgiveness for what he's done. To, to, to wrap it back around the shadow people, we'll say. You know, to bring it back. Bring it back full circle. But, um, yeah, very interesting stuff. And by we're, we're wrapping up the shadow people episode. And I think that uh, we kind of got a better... We got a good... Good idea of what we think it is. Um, I mean, you heard a lot of different views and and theories throughout this process, but yeah, you know, you want to give a real quick, um, you know, real just tell us real quick at the end what you after all this. Where do you stand on what you think shadow people are?
1: At this point, I'm going to say shadow people are. I'd probably put it as a couple of different things. One is spirits that cannot manifest completely. Mm -hmm. Um, They can't come through completely. I would have to say they are also deceivers, that it is evil, masking itself, trying to draw you in. And third place, I'd probably put near the bottom, it's the collective energy of a place a negative energy that's trying to coalesce trying to come together into something and it presents as a shadow
0: yeah, yeah I agree with you it's interesting I still you know I guess we've kind of my big question that I had was what would be the difference between a typical ghost and a shadow person and I think that we, we addressed that a little bit with someone that might not have the energy to fully take form or not quite know how to take form So with that, me and Ray wish everybody a, a fantastic week Until you hear from us next week We'll catch you again Ray, we're, uh, we're up around the 3,500 listen marks for cruising, we want to thank everybody out there for that um, We reached our 2,000 goal that the website gives us And now we're on to uh, our next goal Which is a milestone 5,000 listens and I, uh, I'm very confident that we'll get there soon. We outdid ourselves with the when we hit a thousand. It took us half the time to double that, uh, so we're cruising. So I uh, thank everybody out there for listening, and we'll keep banging out some uh, mostly ghostly episodes for your liking. We've got some guests coming up. We've got some solo episodes. We got all good stuff. Uh, do you want to say anything in closing, Ray?
1: I want to thank people. Uh, for listening. Also, if you know somebody that might be interested, uh, spread the word.
0: Hell yeah.
1: Um, you know, um, you can enjoy it, they can enjoy it. You can both sit down afterwards and pick us apart.
0: Yeah, you can leave comments on the pages, hit us up. Right
1: uh, we're, we're, we're always looking for guests. Doesn't matter where you're located, we can do it remotely.
0: Doesn't matter where you're located, doesn't mean if you've got a whole laundry list of, you know, paranormal, you know, uh, things behind you that you could just be someone like us, Well, more so like me, Ray's more, you know, knowledgeable and knows the things, but I'm more of a guy that's just interested in it and um, loves talking about it. So even if you're someone that just likes to talk about it, if you've got some topics you want to talk about that maybe we're not hip to or haven't talked about before and you just want to be another talking head on the show... By all means, hit us up. We uh, we love talking to the people, and we're we're hoping to get out to do some conventions. I was talking to one of our guests. I, I don't think I told you this yet, right? But we were talking to one of our guests that does a couple conventions, and he's already talking, pushing for us to hit up some conventions. So hopefully we'll be doing some cons when they start up in a couple years. You know, wow. hope, <laughs> hopefully... I don't think we'll see any this year, but hopefully next year we'll have some, and uh, we'll keep it moving. But, thanks again from the bottom of me and Ray's heart. We appreciate everybody listening to the show, keeping up the numbers, keeping morale high. Every person that listens to the show helps another soul go to heaven, keeps another demonic shadow person out from the shadows of somebody's bedroom corner. And it makes everything better for everybody. So, have great days, great nights. Turn your light on. Stay safe. COVID's almost done. Now it is, uh, now we're in the era of um, injustice. We've, we've, We've worked our way through COVID. Now we're working on injustice. And who's to say what comes up next? Could it be the aliens? Could it be the big great comet? We'll see, but we'll squeeze off a couple more episodes before the end of the world. So we'll catch you all in the next episode of Mostly Ghostly.